You're listening to episode 167 of Scaling Up. Welcome to Scaling Up. I'm your host, Elizabeth Hartke, and if you're listening to this, you're probably a maverick like me. How convenient because I literally made the show just for you. I'm a business scaling strategist that's been in the game for almost a decade now, and I'm weirdly passionate about helping impact-driven entrepreneurs, business owners, brands, and go-getters scale their businesses and their lives. Imagine taking your impact, your income, and your freedom of time to the levels that you can only dream about. Making your mission known to the world and mastering your business strategy so you don't have to keep on trading dollars for hours. I built two two comma businesses doing what I love, what I believe in, and a lot of that has to do with teaching you how to do the same. We drill down on strategy, but we know that it takes more than just business tactics to live the life that you envision. So we go deep on health optimization, mindset, leadership, relationships, and just being that scaled up version of you who is primed and ready to step into your purpose and peak performance. Some days I record this bad Larry from my closet to escape my three littles, and some days I'm down at my barn office on our 12-acre farm. So do me a favor, grab your notebook and a pen and your favorite bevy, and let's get to the show. Today's interview with Raquel Schaefer is one of my all-time favorites. You guys are going to love this conversation, and it is so relevant to every single person listening. It's going to serve you in your relationships, in your business, driving the bottom line, how you feel about yourself, your level of confidence, and how you are able to step fully into your purpose. Raquel is a best-selling author, a body confidence expert, a success coach who teaches women how to heal their relationship with their body so they can reach their full potential in life. She has a science-based approach, but she combines so many different elements, physical movement, resilience training, not to be mistaken for resistance training, and spiritual principles to help her clients let go and release unwanted weight and break the addictive behaviors, so many other things. Maybe you have seen her in Thrive Global or Positively Positive, Best Self Media, so many different places. But honestly, I think you are going to hear this conversation and connect so deeply to Raquel's story. After years of training in some of New York City's most elite studios, she took the gifts that she had in that department and created her own process to help women fully tap into the potential of their bodies and break free of the confines of the process of getting to where they want to go. If for no other reason to listen to today's episode, you get to listen to her gorgeous Italian accent, but there is so much more to this. We laughed, we connected, we talked about really elevated thought today. Have your notebook out and get ready to connect with Raquel. You are going to want to follow her. And she put out a generous offer. So make sure you look at today's show notes so that you can connect with her on Instagram. The first 10 people after this episode airs that drop into her DMs are going to get a personal call with her. And keep an eye out for her incredible book, Free Your Body, Seven Steps to Get the Freedom You Deserve and the Body You Desire. It's game changer. Okay, let's get to the show. Raquel, I am so happy to have you here. Thanks for coming to be here with me today. And I'm very confident that this is a topic our listeners are going to benefit from hugely. But before we dive into the the fun stuff, um, help us get to know you better. What what led you down this path? Let us, you know, get a little behind the scenes glimpse of you and what you do and, and how you got here. Well, I'm so excited because first of all, I'm a fan of this podcast. 
I do believe as an entrepreneur myself, I do believe that one of the hardest thing that we do sometimes is put our body aside, right? We think once I get this lunch, once I get that seven figure business, then I'll take care of my body. Then I'll start focusing on myself. Then I'll optimize my health. But then that time never comes. It's really reverse engineering that. It's like, I will focus on myself. I will optimize my health. I will become more efficient with who I am and what I can do. And that will give me the ability to grow that business, to show up consistently in my life and to create that income and that impact that I desire. So I'm an entrepreneur myself. I help women, female entrepreneurs that are purpose-driven and are you know, heart-centered women, heal their relationship with their body and break free from body image, release that emotional and physical weight that holds them back so that they can step in energetic confidence and begin to show up consistently in their life. So I mostly and predominantly work with women and I help them really heal and step and embody who they want to be on a physical level, which then helps them in their business. And my story, it's really because I was obsessed over my body. I got it all wrong. That's why I do this, because I started by getting it all wrong. A type A overachiever who spent the vast majority of my life just focused on, let me accomplish things. Let me get to that place that I will feel good enough so then I can relax. Right, completely the opposite direction. And so I was a very um, well-known and affirmed fitness professional, wellness professional in New York up till five years ago. I was teaching 22 classes. I was training instructors. I was working for two different fitness companies. And I had, you know, bounced back uh, to my weight and perfect fit after two children, I have two boys. One now is almost four and the other one is eight. And, you know, I thought I had it right. I thought I had found my path and then my body just broke down. First, I lost my voice. I developed a vocal polyp that really prevented me from speaking and communicating even with my kids, like making no sound. And then my core, my abdomen, broke down. I developed this very strange hernia and, and in, in my umbilical area and there was dead tissues and I had this awful surgery that ended up with me waking up in a hospital bed with my legs at 90 degrees and a massive allergic body reaction that it put me in so much pain. I'm talking about least the kind of pain when you don't remember your name. Like where you can't even visualize the face of your kids. That's how I was. Mm -hmm. And in that moment, it was such a rock bottom for me because I've done everything right. You know, I taught women how to be healthy. I was the healthiest eater, the, you know, I exercised massively every day. I taught people how to be healthy and feel good in their body. And then I was with my body breaking down. And, you know, I know that a lot of the women listening to us here and the men, we are fixers, right? That's what entrepreneurs are. We want to fix things. We want to make them better. We want solution. We want results. And that I was unable to fix me in the very thing that I thought was my expertise or my, you know, that area that I knew so well. And the beautiful thing about hitting rock bottom, I think, and I think you can relate to, to some of the experiences you've had in this last few months and years, really last two years, is that 
you have nothing left but praying. Mm-hmm. It's so you humbling. Know? You have nothing left but just like saying, God, what is going on? Where have I gone wrong? Why is this happening to me? How do I get out of this? And so in that moment of like that much pain, I heard with vivid clarity, and it sounds crazy, but I, I literally heard, you're not here to fix people. You're not here to fix you. Bodies cannot be fixed. They can be healed. Weight cannot be lost. It can be released. Your mission is much bigger than to push women to force themselves into this version of themselves that will feel good enough. Your mission is to be here to help them release the layer that are preventing them from already recognizing that that version of themselves is already there, standing beneath that emotional weight, that fear, those beliefs, and that trauma, you know, because that's really what weight is. It's it's different form of trauma, almost like a cover-up, an armor mm-hmm. that we put on our body and that we are so afraid of letting that go because without it, we are vulnerable. Without it, we are raw. And who are we underneath that? And mm-hmm. so that, that initiated me into a journey that um, I began to work with psychologists, with neuroscientists, and develop this method that I teach today and that I shared in my book and that it's part of my mission to share with women of really finding ease with the body, of allowing you know, the connection with ourselves to become a natural compass in our life, right? Because we always talk about alignment, alignment in business. How can you find alignment if you're not aligned with your body? How can you tune into that awareness, that knowing, that feeling of what feels right for you, for your brand, for your business, for your family, for your health, if you don't have that very clean, clear connection with this vessel of yours that carries who you are and what you're here to do in the world? So that's kind of like the story where I got and and really in those days I went through hell it was so much pain the surgery also had a allergic reaction so I could not be on any meds not even Tylenol mm. and oh half and I had 72 internal stitches in my body that removed tissue in the abdomen area which is so full of nerves you know the core and and I had to keep my my legs up, but it was so humbling. I couldn't pee on my own. I couldn't do anything. And I was so, I had a baby that I was still breastfeeding. It was crazy, like pure crazy, but I'm grateful to the journey because mm-hmm. up until that moment, which I know is gonna, you're gonna feel this now, because up until the moment I thought of pain just in the base of results. Like I'll push myself harder to get those results. I didn't see the value of the journey itself. I didn't see it as the essential instrumental part of really diving in that deep to understand that there's a whole other side, right? I would have never knew then that I could experience a relationship with my body where 
I can pretty much eat whatever I want without transforming my weight. And I could teach other women how to do the same. I could never know, I would have never investigated and learned the neuroscience that comes into restoring your body ability to drop the excess, right? Or to reprogram the brain to not feel the cravings rather than spend the rest of my life trying to control it. I would have never found out that this freedom if I would not have been forced to it, you know, cause I, I would have fixed it. I would have, okay, well, didn't move. I'm just gonna go on a run. I'm gonna challenge myself. I'm gonna teach more, do more. And, and the doing less, that forced pause mm-hmm. opened up this whole world for me that there was such a better, more potent way of placing the woman, us, before our desire, which is that reverse engineering I'm talking about even in business. You know, it's, I am worthy and I'm in tune with myself, which is why I'm able to create that six-figure launch rather than the day I have that six-figure launch, I'll feel good enough and smart enough to be calling myself an entrepreneur. Exactly. Yeah, you're totally right. I can resonate with so much of your story. And, you know, I know you're familiar with my own health journey and what I'm walking through. And it's been, it's interesting to hear you talk about it too, because I'm starting to for me, the wound's still open, right? I'm still walking through the pain and some of the suffering, but um, it's been long enough that I'm starting to glean some of that wisdom that comes with suffering and yeah. seeing how this is divinely orchestrated for me. Okay, hold on. Humor me for a second here because this is too good not to share. If if you've been following me for a while, I had I pretty much cut out all alcohol for a few years time, which is crazy, but true. I'd have a drink maybe like here or there if we had friends over and we made a big dinner or once every couple of months, like one drink every couple of months, maybe. But I'd always pay for it later. And I hated that. Like, it's not worth it to me. I have three little kids. They don't care that mommy had a glass of wine the night before and they're not going to let me sleep it off. I can't stand hangovers. I can't stand being foggy brained or having a headache or whatever the next day. I'd have one glass of wine. I was turning into such a pathetic little lightweight and it would cut into my work and my mood. It just, it wasn't worth it. But if I'm being totally transparent, the Italian in me missed her wine. And that was just kind of my like curl up by the fire kind of drink or my cherry on top of an amazing Italian dinner kind of thing. But it wasn't worth it. And you also know that I'm totally obsessed with health. We've eliminated all the garbage in our lives as a family. And it never really occurred to me that I'm over here avoiding fruits and vegetables that are sprayed with chemicals, buying organic, but I'd drink a glass of wine, never putting two and two together that the grapes were being sprayed with all the toxins that we completely cut out of our lives. So when I heard about dry farm wines, I'm a skeptic and a research junkie. So I dug into it, organically grown grapes without any of the additives or toxins sprayed on them, the stuff that I hate, sugar-free, that's right, sugar-free. And sometimes I feel like for me, having a drink, the sugar hits me harder the next day than the alcohol even does, lower sulfites paleo and keto friendly. So I also am the type that never wants to recommend anything to you guys unless I've tried it for myself and tried it quite a few times. So I'm happy to report that I'm obsessed. My husband and I are obsessed with dry farm wines. I can drink wine again. I can curl up by the fire. I can have it with my big bowl of pasta. And I love the taste. And Really, I love the fact that it's small batch and supporting organic farmers all over the world. This is like 
you know, what I stand for in business too. I want to support the small businesses throughout the world. So if you care about that kind of stuff like I do, or you just really like good wine, go check them out. They've offered to do something special for you guys as my listeners of Scaling Up, and they're going to give you a bottle for one penny. They can't do it for free legally because of the whole alcohol thing. With your order at dryfarmwines.com forward slash Eliz, E-L-I-Z. So man, it has just been so worth it to go this route. I can enjoy a glass of wine again. And if there's ever a bottle you don't love, they replace it, no questions asked. So that's always really appreciated because then you're not going to love every single wine that you try. It's a perfect gift for yourself, maybe, or for my fellow wine lovers and hangover haters. This is great for you. No hangover. Are you hearing the words coming out of my mouth? No hangover. So go check them out. Take advantage of what they're doing for our scaling up community. I so appreciate that. Dryfarmwines.com forward slash Eliz. Okay, thanks for letting me digress for a second here. And let's get back to the show. I think sometimes in life, we are, to your point, waiting for that moment. We're like, okay, once we get through this, we'll get this. Or once I achieve this, I'll finally be this and fill in the blanks. When in reality, that life is so fluid and it's continually happening. And if we can just pay attention and have the awareness of the goodness that can come from both the moments that feel so impossible and so painful and the moments that bring us so much joy, that's where the magic starts to happen. And we really tap into that purpose and we hear the call. Because I work with so many different entrepreneurs who, Raquel, maybe you can relate to this too, that like they are successful by all measures, right? They're checking the boxes financially. They are, um, their name is in lights in different ways. Like they're just finally getting to that momentum that they thought was going to be the thing that made them happy. And the reason they end up hiring me or coming, joining my mastermind is because they're like, wait, maybe it's seven figures that's going to make me happy. Can you help Mm -hmm. me get there? When in reality, it's this the fact that they haven't leveraged that pain in their life and that piece of their story to tap into where they're actually being called, not what is just lucrative, not just what is easy, comes easy Mm -hmm. to them, but where they are being guided and what God is saying, like, Hey, you, I'm smacking you in the head with all these things. They're not purposeless. This is, this is, I'm trying to redirect you. And once you start to embody that and embrace that, you get on that path where things start to make sense. And that's how your business was born, right? Like you were already in business, you were doing, you know, had the notoriety, you were training the clients and your body was saying like, nope, I'm slowing you down so that you can slow down enough to see where I'm actually trying to take you and then walk you through hell so that you can take that, extract the goodness from that pain and point you to where I'm actually, where you actually need to be. And now that's where you are. Absolutely. And I think it's important, you know, for the women that are listening and the guys, I keep think, I keep forgetting that you also have um, a male in your audience. I'm so used to speak to female audiences. Um, but, you know, it's really not just what we do. Right. Now, I really, truly believe that everybody has a story and not everybody knows how to share it. And I think there are a lot of entrepreneurs that are super successful, but haven't tapped into their story yet. And the thing of the story doesn't just live in their mind. Their story lives in their body. It lives in their nervous system, right? So Mm -hmm. those things, those times that you're triggered as a human in a business situation, those times that you feel 
less than open, less than fluid with your brand, with your, those are moments to tap into your body and use it as a natural compass. And why it's so important to take it as a tool. And it's not taught, is there is no like business school that teaches you how to use your body for that, you know? Cause, cause there's this misunderstanding that alignment, oh, I'm aligned because I'm just doing what I like. And, and no, 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 you're aligned when things feel in your body, there is a clear specific feeling of alliance, right? That's what alignment actually means. It comes from old French, the word it means alliance. It's creating this alliance between what you believe, what you desire and what action you're taking. So sometimes an action cannot feel easy at all, can feel like, like lifting a massive amount of weight and, and atrocious, but it feels in alignment because it's, it's light to, to do, it, to do it, it's exciting to do it because you know that it's in complete alliance with what you believe, your, your core values, what you want to do in terms of impacting the world, what you desire. It's all in alignment, mm-hmm. right? Because it's it's one of those words that is totally overused, right? And, and yeah, and yes, that's totally the escaping pain is something that we naturally do as human. Our brain is created for that to avoid dangers. So whenever we have a challenge that we haven't experienced before or that it takes us out of the comfort zone we triggered we're triggered into holding back but the discomfort zone is where the magic happens right is Mm -hmm. where that expansion that up leveling that scaling happens so there's nothing wrong in wanting a seven figure or an eight figure business absolutely nothing but the wrong happens when it becomes the one thing you're looking for to feel good enough to when you're thinking that that external thing is going to give you what's missing right instead when you are placing the focus on what's missing having the courage to heal that and address those wounds and heal them because that's why we're really here then you can go for that but allow that to become the natural byproduct of it right I have like a right like a movement practice that it's called fuel, that it's body resilience training. And now I'm not teaching it in live groups, but I used to teach it in, in very large groups. And I used to say the side effect is that you will have tied ups. The side mm-hmm. effects is that right. you will burn a lot of calories, but it's really a practice to move the energy allow you to release and process the emotions in a much quicker way through intensity. But the side effect is that you will release the weight, right? right? And so that's how I see it. That's how I see it in, in the process. I see it as all those things that the outside world tell us we want, our desires uh, become side effect of us aligning and choosing to be true to who we are and to own why we are here and what we're meant to do. You know, it's, it's really the other way around for me. Yeah, absolutely. And okay, so... I'm trying to like, I'm picturing the fitness industry and the health industry, and it's such an oversaturated market, but you're coming at it from such a necessary angle that we haven't heard enough of. And 
whether it's, you know, an entrepreneur listening or a mom or anybody listening, this is so relevant. And you have your, your book, the free your body seven steps to get the freedom you deserve in the body you desire. Can you talk a little bit about those seven steps? Like give us a glimpse into how your methodology is so different than the stuff that we've been beat over the head with for decades that we're just kind of burnt out on yet we still find ourselves doing it. We're still dieting like crazy. We're still working ourselves out until we, you know, end up in an adrenal crash like I did, you know, what is, what is so different about your approach and well, walk us through some of those steps? Well, everything Liz. first of all, my approach is not about losing weight. It's about releasing weight. When you start thinking of losing weight, think of the, about the, you know, losing one other, which other situation you use the word losing. I lost my keys. I lost a lot of my life. I lost a job. I lost the chance. Whenever you say you're losing something, you're saying that something is still yours. It belongs to you and it has been taken away from you. So mm. you're identifying that as part of you and you're coming to miss of that part. So whenever a woman is saying, I want to lose 20 pounds, it's you're saying really, those 20 pounds belong to me and I want to lose it, but I'm open to get it back because they're mine. So mm. subconsciously, that's what you're saying. My approach is about releasing. So it's about recognizing what, number one, step one, what is the weight? The weight is that armor, is that cover that you put on on yourself to prevent yourself from feeling hurt or wounded, right? So that weight is not you. You are not that weight. We are not weight. We are souls in a container and the weight are layers that we place on top of that container to protect us life from being hurt, from being seen from whatever doesn't feel safe. So my approach is to release it, to release it by understanding that the wounded little girl that felt the need to put on those covers no longer needs to hold it and becoming willing to drop them, to release them. And so I invite you to see the difference between I lost my job or I lost my man into um, I broke up with that guy, mm -hmm. right? I left him. It's very different. It has a different right. energy, it has a very different approach and a different meaning. So it starts above all with choosing ourselves, choosing who we are beyond the weight and then allowing our desires to be thinner, fitter or whatever to become the side effect, the natural byproduct of that. So there is a seven step process where I walk women through the seven choices and specific exercise that help them reprogram their brain to restore their body self-regulating abilities. Starting with the idea, just to make this super simple, that we all arrived into this planet able to self-regulate. There was not, there's no infant, uh, you have children, so you know, there's no infant that, that overeats. Right. You know how sometimes like you have a baby and you're breastfeeding and sometimes they eat very much and then other days they don't eat that much and we all know how to self-regulate. We all know how to balance out movement and energy saving and, and to be the most efficient in our body. Then we forget. We forget because external reality become, you know, that interfere with who we are. So my approach that I've studied with neuroscientists and with psychologists, it helps you reprogram all that so that you really restore your body self-regulating ability rather than trying to fix it. So it's not about fixing. It's not about trying to lose. It's about releasing. It's about finding ease around food. It's not to ever get a woman in a place of being able to control a craving. It's really teaching her to be in a place where she only craves what truly serves her. 
So no control, just complete ease, complete freedom, and allowing those extra layers to drop off your body as part of the work. Mm-hmm. I always, uh, to explain this, because it's not easy to explain it, but I like to go back to this metaphor that Michelangelo, the sculptor, you know, I'm Italian, I'm in Italy, I'm in Florence, tuning in with you. I know your your origin is Italian, right? Yes, absolutely. I lived in Florence for about six months. I love, uh, it's like one of my favorite places in the world. Cool. It, it's not that great in lockdown, but uh, <laughs> I'm but sure. You're right. <laughs> so, so um, Michelangelo, who was from Florence, used to say to his pupil that he didn't sculpt the statue. It wasn't him. The statue was already there. The angel was already there, trapped within the stone. And all he had to do was chop away the layers so that he could set her free. My approach is the thinner, perfectly fit woman is already there. We don't need to go out there and create it or fix you to become her. We need to remove the layers that are covering it up, letting those drop down so that you can be revealed into all your greatness and all your power. So that's what I do. I do that specifically with women through the books. I do it in my workshop. I do it with my one-on-one clients. And I specifically do it in relation to business. Because what happened with entrepreneurs is that the moment that you don't feel fully in your body, you don't feel fully confident in your body, you can't show up consistently. And in America, 91% of women, 91% of women do not feel good in their body. Wow. I was part of that 91%. I know what it feels like. Mm-hmm. You know, that means that 91% of women do not get a full shot of being fully successful in life because there is that one side that they accept, oh, I'm just going to live the rest of my life. I'm okay with that. That's the best case scenario. I'm okay with it. I was listening to Amy Porterfield, who's incredibly successful, as you know. She came out last couple of weeks ago into a podcast and she revealed that she felt that she could, if she could overcome her body image and release weight, she could finally be fully successful. Like she feels stopped in, in her full explosion of success because of her body. And she's a very successful woman. Right. You know, so it, it doesn't matter the degree. This is broad and it's unfair and it's unacceptable. I want to change that stats. You know, mm-hmm. I don't want to have 91% of women feeling this way. I want to bring them on the other side. Um, and yeah, I'm excited to do it. You know, I'm excited. It's, to do it. it's so needed, and it's such a beautiful image of the sculpture being revealed, and and it it was already there, and it was um, taking away those that the stone that was covering up what was so beautiful and what was there all along. What do you think about today's culture when it comes to this stuff? I feel like there are a couple different extremes, right? Like we have the mm-hmm. the culture where it's like you have to be, you know, real thin or perfectly fit or perfectly skinny. And then now we have this emergence yeah, of crazy, a culture. Yeah. You, the, this other side of the culture that's saying I like, know. no, 500 pounds is totally healthy. Like that's yeah. healthy. Like yeah. we're, we're normalizing that. So where do you live on that spectrum? Like, how do you feel about those? Extremes? I, I, I get in a lot of arguments. Let's put it that way. Right. I don't blame you. Well, you're Italian. <laughs> we get in a lot of arguments. as well, it is. well, you know, it's like, okay. 
first of all, I think it's important, even the extreme is important because I believe like with everything, when you begin to normalize something, it almost have to flip on the other hand before it gets to a normal level. So better to get to the extreme than not. Uh, so that's the first thing I wanna say. Um, I, what I stand is, it's all about how you feel, how you feel. If you feel healthy, being overweight and energetic and having a good quality of life, uh, and you love yourself and you feel confident in yourself, God bless you. I believe it's incredibly hard to have massive amount of weight uh, on your joints. I think it affects your lifestyle. I think it affects your ability to be present to, you know, activities with your children. And, and I know I'm going to get hate for this, but it's, but it's true. I do believe I've seen it. Um, so it depends. I don't want to say that that cannot be somebody who's overweight and extremely healthy that can be. I've actually met, I have like a client who's overweight, who has so much energy. I can't keep up with her. You know, she's like insane. <laughs> I used to go hiking with her. I'm like, whoa, she's so <laughs> agile, it's unbelievable. So, so, you know, there are some exceptions, but generally speaking, it's all about how you feel. Mm -hmm. And one thing that I don't believe is going from one extreme to the other. And, and so all of a sudden, because someone is not showing their stretch mark and their cellulite on IG, they're fakes. Right. And I just, I just don't show my ass on IG, period, with or without cellulite. You know? I'm with it's just, you. It's just I don't get down like that. <laughs> <laughs> so I don't know how I feel. I'm just being totally honest. I think that, um, that again, it's all about being in a position aspiring to be in a position when you feel so comfortable in your body that you wake up in the morning and you feel excited about the way you look when you wake up in the morning and you feel excited about moving because as you move you feel alive and you feel your vitality and you feel your strength when you wake up in the morning and you feel like you can take over the world that's to me what's important now that many many times if you are massively overweight it's a massive challenge to feel that way but is also for women that are thin and that have issues with body image and body dysmorphia and all that, which is why it's so important to your body. 91% of women are not overweight, but 91% of women don't like the way they look, don't feel comfortable in their skin. That's the issue we need to solve. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. You know, that's the issue we need to solve. And, and to, just like I was, I mean, I was a woman who was super fit, but Liz, if I went away for a weekend with my Italian family, I would gain like 15 pounds in a weekend. That's how messed up my metabolism was because I was always on diet detoxes since a very young age. And, yeah. and so that's why I'm so excited about what I'm teaching women is because I haven't been on a diet in six years and my body doesn't change whether there's a pandemic and I am, you know, an empath and I get emotional and didn't move for like two weeks, staring at the wall, <laughs> <or not> <laughs> drinking a lot of wine. Right. <laughs> Pandemic in Florence, it's just a bad, <laughs> a bad, bad combination. Um, you know, and so that's what I want. That's what I want women to be. That's where the freedom comes. It doesn't come because, oh, I'm so impeccable that it's working. It comes where, okay, there are times in my life when, when impeccability is not an option. You know, the circumstances dictate what's happening. And still, I feel great. Mm -hmm. That's what I want. That's what I teach. That's what I think it's so important because when we don't feel great, then how do we show up in our family? 
Mm. You know, yeah, our we, body's not an accessory. Right. Even know. Right. We can't compartmentalize. Like, that's the thing that I think a lot of women try to do oh is compartmentalize God. all the areas of our life. I'm a mom over here. I'm a business owner here. My body yeah. is a separate issue. We all know that when we feel like shit and we don't have confidence in ourselves and we physically feel like garbage, right? Like we're exhausted and we're... You're telling me that doesn't affect your marriage. That doesn't affect how you show up as a mother when you're God, when your kids yes. are like bouncing off the wall and you're like you lose your patience like that because you feel so terrible. You're telling me that doesn't affect your level of creativity when you sit down to your laptop to write that next book or to record the podcast that that how you feel about yourself and how you physically feel is not permeating into those categories of your life. You're fooling yourself. Yeah, totally. I I totally agree. But it's also deeper. I think that it also impacts our ability to receive in general, right? So mm -hmm. I, I always talk about the connection between like food and money and pleasure. And food is the first substance we received as infants, right? Milk was the first substance that we received, which also meant connection to the mother, which also meant to the infant pleasure and intimacy and safety and care. Right. So when we have not healed a relationship to food, we have a funky relationship with what? With pleasure, with money, with everything that has to do with safety. So there's so many women that say, oh, but I feel resistance. I'm still working on my really opening up to receive more abundance and all this, you know, manifesting conversation that are going on these days. And I'm like, how are you with food? Mm -hmm. Why? I'm like, well, how do you think? You can receive pleasure in your life and really open up to have orgasms or uh, a lot of money coming in if you are not able to nurture yourself. Right. I've had clients that are on the best nutritional guides that work with the top of the top that come to me with nutritional deficiency. Because it's not just what you do, it's why you do it, how you're able to take it in. Mm -hmm how you're able to allow it. You can have the best of the best and still not penetrate you because there is no openness there because there's a wound that it's unhealed that needs attention, that needs healing. The trauma doesn't just live in our thoughts. It lives in our nervous systems. It lives in our body. It lives in our memory, physical memory. And once we address those things, once we get an opportunity to heal them, all of a sudden it's like, oh my God, I just sold out this thing. And I'm like, I wasn't even trying. I'm like, yeah, um, yeah, <laughs> I hear you. I'm happy for you, you know, but it's really how it works. And, and this idea of separating, like you said, that word that I can't say, com, com, what do you say? That's just which, like- Wait, which one? Possible to me. Com Something about compartments. That oh, comp wait, no, I want to hear you try and say it because it's probably going to oh be my 10 God. times more beautiful than any. Oh, my God. You're going to kill Compartmentalize. Compartmentalize. Beautiful. Okay, I did it. I'll never get to say it again. It feels like one of those. Um, but yeah, that's the thing. We tend to really separate all these areas of our lives. And once we bring it all together, there's so much power in that and so much uh, strength. Mm, I couldn't oh. agree more. Okay, so to kind of wrap us up, what message do you want to send to the entrepreneurs listening who are who are trying to compartmentalize a little bit and help helping them to mm -hmm. see 
how this is so relevant to what they're trying to do in their purpose and their business and their mission. Yeah. So the first thing I want to say, if you want to scale your business, if you have to scale your life, your whole life, your whole body's part of it, do not forget your body. Your body's not an accessory. You can leave at home when you get into the boardroom. Your body's not an accessory. You leave at home when you launch your new product. Your body is not an accessory. You leave at home when you have the sales call that can make it or break it for you. Mm-hmm. So do not forget your body. In fact, your body is the instrument, the most relevant instrument to help you find alignment in your business, in your brand, in your life, in your mind. Because if you don't have it in your mind, you cannot have it anywhere else. And for all those of you who listen, the first 10 people that DM me, I'm happy to give you just for because you are the audience of Lee's and I love this podcast, a free 30 minutes session to help you identify what are the blocks that are in your body that are preventing you from going big in your business. And the first 10 people, first come, first serve that DM me on my IG page. I'm going to DM you. Uh, <laughs> yes. I want to be one of those 10. We'll do it. We'll do uh, it. We'll do us- it. Tell us where uh, we can find you so that they know where to come find you on yes. Instagram. So it's Raquel, R-A-K-E-L, Fitness NYC. That's my handle on IG. And uh, yeah, I'll be happy to just, you know, let's bring social back to social media and really connect. I respond to all my DMs. And um, yeah, I'd love to hear from you. Let me know how I can support you. And uh, keep showing up for this podcast because you got a host that really gets it and it's very rare in this industry and we cannot and don't have to do it alone. Mm, What a joy to get to talk to you today, Raquel. This was so enlightening and inspiring and just centering. That's the best word I can use to describe it. It brought me back to my center and where my focus should be and I know that it's going to serve our audience so beautifully. So thank you for your time today. Thank you. Thanks so much for hanging out with me today. Before you go, make sure you take a minute to subscribe to the show so you don't miss out on all of those amazing fromies, freebies for my homies, obviously, and content that we're creating just for you. And if you like today's episode, can you help us out and help us get this in the hands of more people by taking a screenshot of today's episode and sharing it with your friends, tagging me, passing it around on social media. Guys, we've got to get this mission and this movement out there to more people so that they are living their purpose and living out their dreams and getting paid for it well too. I'm also so thankful for all the amazing feedback we've been getting in the reviews. So if this podcast is helping you grow, take a second and go review us on iTunes and be sure to check out today's show notes for more details and takeaways from the show. Until next week, guys, keep scaling up.